1: WEEI late night with KJ Carson on WEEI.
2: And normally we're used to 75% of the time that
3: going the Patriots way, which is why they had the records that they did. I mean, it's it's really amazing. And you look around the league too, Baltimore, like what's going to happen with them? It feels like that when you look at some other teams like for the Chargers, it's They made the playoffs, but how do they break through the glass ceiling? If it's Baltimore who's gonna be their quarterback long term. Meanwhile, it feels like stuff is fixable here. Whereas when I look in Baltimore, if Lamar Jackson and his mom are gonna sit and pout out in front of, you know, the, the doors of the facility,
2: there ain't much they can do. Do you have a quarterback? Do you have a culture? Do you have an ownership who's committed to winning? Um, Do you have a head coach who knows what he's doing and understands situational stuff and understands what good football is? Yeah, Patriots have all those things. Do they have some money to spend? Yep. Do you have a top 15 draft pick? Yep. You should be encouraged because all you have to do is put that square peg in the square hole that is Bill O'Brien in the offensive coordinator spot and back to 11 wins.
3: Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you for being here on a Thursday. Celtics right now in a dogfight with the Warriors. We'll get to Celtics once the game is completed. Uh, That was Gresh on the heavy breathing, and then you heard Tom E. Curran saying, look, Bill O'Brien, put him in there. Team is now a playoff team all over again. Well, guess who was in Foxborough today for an interview? Bill O'Brien. And it has me wondering, is this the end of the search? What happens if you hear another name comes in? Does that mean that O'Brien is just one of the candidates and not the candidate? Because most people will tell you in, in this interview process, the person you want, you bring them in last. You bring them in last. And if it isn't Bill O'Brien, let's follow the logic. Is there a way that Bill is still going to show that he ultimately has control, right? Because think about it. If. If Bill hires Bill O'Brien, it's something he could have done before now. It could have happened. I, I It could have happened at the end of last season. He could have asked for it. I, I wonder if Bill thinks it might be more advantageous to what he wants to do if he brings in somebody who will keep Patricia close and still on the offensive side of the ball. Because remember, Matt Patricia was not the offensive coordinator. He was just calling plays. So is Bill potentially looking for someone who can kind of help groom Matt Patricia, knowing that if this offensive coordinator turns things around, no one will be calling Matt Patricia about being the next head coach or offensive coordinator, but that offensive coordinator may be on their way to the next head coaching job, right? If Bill O'Brien, I said this last night, if Bill O'Brien turns it around, in one year, what would stop Bill O'Brien be, from being gone in year two? And so I wonder, and this is why you heard the different names like Keenan McArdle and uh, Adrian Clem, Sean Jefferson has been in, and they've talked. The Patriots have talked to him. Nick Haley. like if you have, let's say, well, it's not, I don't think it's going to be Nick Kaley but if you have one of these younger guys come in. Why wouldn't Belichick say, okay, and Matt's going to be your assistant? He's going to learn what to do, how to do it from you. Because that would still be a sense of control. Bill O'Brien might say, I don't want Matt on the staff. I don't want him on the offensive side of the ball. Bill may want him there. Because after all, Bill put him there. It was the most unusual thing we'd ever seen. Still to this day, I think, in the history of Belichick. Maybe actually going for it on fourth and something, at your own twenty against Indianapolis. Joe Braverman, how you doing tonight, man? Thanks for being here.
0: Thank you very much. It is—it's chaotic. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm watching the basketball game. You're talking yeah. about the Pats. It's like—it's it, pure chaos. And I think you're hitting the nail on everything about Bill Belichick. Like, right. why not do this last year?
3: Right. Last year, I said if you were going to just take a chance with with someone who's never done it before, it could have been Nick Haley. It wasn't him. Suddenly, he gets the interview after the Jets interview him. It's almost like really, like now it's like it's like you're in school. I remember there was this girl. I won't say her name, but used people kids used to tease her. She had braces and everything. And I tended to. I had a thing. For, I had a, for some reason I have a thing for girls who, who wear glasses. That was me back in the day. Now my wife needs glasses to see who she's married to. And it was like, oh, she's not cute. This, that, and the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought she was cute. Soon as the braces and the glasses came off, suddenly all the other guys were suddenly interested. It like Nick it's like Nikaylee's like I've been here the whole time. It's just because somebody else takes attention, now you want to now you want to look at me,
0: and now you're probably gonna lose the best probably outside voice. Because I mean, yeah, Nikaylee's like something brought up from the system, but like. He's outside of Belichick's tree because there's no doubt in my mind Wait, within the next year or two. There's
3: He's not outside of Belichick's tree because he's in the, he's in the tree now.
0: But, I mean, right? like, in terms of, like, someone he can rely on, like a Patricia or a Judge or something like that.
3: But you can't rely on Patricia and Judge. You, you saw that this past season. Like, you just can't put people in elements of what they do not know how to do. This is almost the equivalent of asking someone to be an Olympic swimmer who doesn't know how to swim. Like, okay, we're just going to bypass – doggy paddling and just hanging out in the three foot portion of the pool and maybe using a waddle board to hey you're going to you're going to qualify for the Olympics. That's literally what happened. And that's why when you hear all these parade of names because again probably the third most unusual thing after Belichick having Patricia call plays and then going down going forward on fourth down from your own 20 against Indianapolis. the next one would be all this free information that's just floating out. This is nothing you would see before. And so when you hear these different names come through, and like Sean Jefferson, Keenan uh Adrian Clem, who I mentioned, uh, these guys have never called a game. But would they potentially be somebody desirous, if that's a word, I don't know, I don't have a source in front of me, desirable, maybe that's the word, where you would still be in control? Because this is all about control. Like, if nothing was said, If if Kraft, if the Kraft family didn't send that letter out to the Patriots fan base, it would be business as normal. It would be business as usual. There wouldn't be any changes. Nothing, nothing so apparent that you would go, oh, this has to happen now. Because when does Bill cater to the crowd? Never. Never. It's not like dinner theater, you know. (laughs) Hey, sing, sing, sing for old time's sake for me right now. Okay. No. He doesn't buy into it. And then you have guys like Greg Roman and Byron Leftwich now available as well. Are you Belichick and thinking like, hey, do I have to commit to this Bill O'Brien thing when I can go, say, get a Greg Roman who loves to throw to the tight ends and it doesn't matter if the wide receivers are superstars or not. I'm heavy on the run game and rely on the defense. That's what the Patriots are built for right now. There's no outside threats that make Defenders lose sleep at night. Tyquan Thornton makes you stay in the film room a little longer. Kendrick Bourne you have to keep an eye on. But nobody's going, oh my gosh. Tyreek Hill, you you take Studying Hill and I'll take Studying Waddle. It's not that. Again, if Bill O'Brien interviews today, which he did, and somebody else interviews again, or another name comes into interview... Are we being told that Bill is really in the upper hand with this whole thing and saying, oh, yeah, just because this is the person that everybody says who should be the guy, I'm still going to bring in guys. And so this now comes down to Mac Jones, right? Because if Mac Jones was having a bit of a problem with old school yet younger Patricia What makes you think that there may not be some type of? Because people like, well, they passed. They were a couple passing ships in the night at Alabama. Yeah, when you're the student, you pretty much do what you're told. You haven't. You're not professional. You don't have an agent. You know, if if Saban says, "Hey, help this guy out with the playbook," okay, coach. Why? Because you don't want coach to give a bad word for you when you're about to go into the draft. Hell, if you go below 15, you might go out of the first round. And so this really comes back to. Who is Mac going to blend with more so, I think, than who Belichick wants in that spot? Here's Jeff Howe on the Pat's Interference podcast talking about how there needs to be kind of like this come to Jesus, Yahweh, whoever's name you want to use, but a save your moment with Mac Jones in management.
1: If Mac is your guy, everybody just needs to sit in a room and just talk it out and say, okay, let's figure out how we can make this thing better next season. You know, what is the roadmap? What do you need? What do you need from us? Stuff like that. Just have a, an honest conversation, talking football, talking strategy, figuring out what your strengths are. And, and then from Patriot side, figuring out what they want to do. If that fits with him, if Max, not your guy, then okay, fine. Commit to a different path. You know, I think there are teams that are out there that would be willing to trade for him, but at, at the start of this whole process, or once they figure out who their OC is going to be, just bring everybody into a room and have a talk.
3: Yeah, but here's here's where the Patriots have a lot of control. And Celtics are up 121, 113 there. They've run away with it in overtime. The value for Mac Jones isn't going to be, hey, can we get a deal for him before the preseason starts? Because guess what? Everybody's pretty much healthy. It's one thing's... Fall apart for other teams. That's when the Mac Jones price suddenly becomes pretty interesting. This is why I believe there is going to be a quarterback competition going into next season between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. And if Mac Jones doesn't win that competition, then you look around the league and say, who might have an injury? Who might have an uncertain situation at quarterback? Who now suddenly is going to overpay than what you could charge right now for Mac Jones if that's that's the way you're going? I'm not a believer saying trade Mac Jones now. That's just too much of a hasty decision. You know, the season just finished. Everybody's in their emotions. You, you You don't want to be at that point where you're like, you know, no one's making a hasty decision like that. That's really just kind of the fan base talking. But when you're talking about this new coordinator that comes in, and you're going to want to keep your culture because the last thing Bill wants to bring in is someone who is their kind of their own free thinker, you know. And and someone will be like, yeah, Max, you don't want to end up creating factions. The faction that is behind Mac and this new offensive coordinator and Belichick, who might be thinking, okay, this is the guy that I went ahead and got because my boss has told me to do so. Six one seven 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 nine. 793.7. Text line 3793.7. KJ late night, WEEI still to come. Some bets to the future for this week's games. They got some nice lines at BetMGM. I know the 31st is right around the corner, but you might be getting some practice in New Hampshire. You might be just rolling across the border. Let me try this out. Some of the uh, lowest scoring teams, high scoring teams, I'll give you those. That's coming up in about 30 minutes. But yeah is Bill ultimately thinking about the quarterback competition going into camp with a new offensive coordinator? Could that be his first call? I want to have an open competition with these two quarterbacks to find out who is the person to lead this team. Because all all of this has happened because of whether there have been leaks, discussions, uh, conjecture, about how Mac feels about middle management, right? I don't know necessarily in terms of him and Bill directly. We'll get into that shortly. But in terms of, you know, what you saw on the field this year and to have former players, think about it. How often do you hear former players come out and really kind of defend the culture on a second-year guy, right? Because what they're really saying when they come out and saying is, This guy's not good enough or he's not earned enough or he's not produced enough to be out there doing these things. And so if there are people who have been through the culture, know these same people who are currently in middle management, have been around them, know the entire process, they might be the ones that are on the outside kind of giving the little salvo saying this dude may not be the quarterback game one next season. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Carson, late at night, WEEI. It's time to trend with Joe Braverman.
1: Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
0: All the Celtics fans breathing a sigh of relief in a nail-biter of a finals rematch at the Garden. The Celtics bested the Warriors in overtime, 121-118. to They have now won eight straight games. Jason Tatum leading the way, 34 points, 19 rebounds. All five of the Celtics starters scoring in double figures. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole each had 20 points, but it was not enough. The Celtics will return to action Saturday night in Toronto to make it nine straight against the Raptors. Off the court for the Celtics, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have moved into third place at the final release of all-star fan voting. Tatum in the front court leapfrogged Joel Embiid, and Jalen Brown still trails Kyrie Irving and Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt. Overall, Giannis leads the Eastern Conference and LeBron leads the Western Conference. The search for a new offensive coordinator for the Pats is ramping up. Alabama OC Bill O'Brien interviewed today, and according to Ian Rappaport, O'Brien is considered to be a top candidate. Another name who will interview for the Vite is tomorrow is Vikings wide receiver coach Keenan McCardell. They now join a list of candidates that includes Pats tight end coach Nick Kaley, Cardinals wide receiver coach Sean Jefferson, and Oregon offensive line coach Adrian Clem. And sticking with the Pats, the NFL announced that they will play a game in Germany next season. As the home team, their opponent will be any of their expected home opponents for 2023, except for the Kansas City Chiefs, who will also be a home team for a game in Germany. The Bruins knocked off the New York Rangers 3-1 for their fourth straight win. Pavel Zaka, Patrice Bergeron, and Connor Clifton each put in a goal. The Bees will now play their last home game before the All-Star break this Sunday against the San Jose
3: Sharks. Joe, I don't know if you know this. But do you know the surname of Zappi is mostly found in Europe? <laughs> and it's of Germanic European descent. Well, oh, thanks for a little spoiler for the mm-hmm. Germany game. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Hey, oh, a Zappy.
0: <laughs> and according to his own Instagram, Rymel Tapia and the Red Sox have agreed to a minor league deal. Tapia hit for 265 with seven home runs and eight stolen bases in 128 games for the Blue Jays. And KJ, do you remember the play that Jaron Duran ignored that foul ball or that <laughs> how fly ball for a grand remember? slam? Yeah, Tapia it, was the guy that hit it.
3: Yeah, of course. I remember that. And I also remember the score. And I remember Jaron Duran never being the same.
0: Well, you can thank the guy who's now going to be his teammate, Rami Topia, who hit that Inside the Park Grand Slam. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
3: boy that's that's a, that's a great question man and
2: and I love hearing the name Kenny like McCardell in the mix I, you know I, I don't know where would I go to see
3: how Keenan would do in that form, in that situation? I don't know if Keenan has got an opportunity or when, when he's with some other team and with the Jags to call some plays, you know, stuff like that, or, or try to get some work. I'm sure he's trying to do that or getting some of that. But, yeah, that's an interesting that's an interesting take. And all of that, and like you see I said, with all of these so-called geniuses
2: or supposed to be geniuses out here with this new system coming off that Sean McVay, Lafleur,
3: and all of that tree, yeah, that, that'll be interesting that, that he goes in a totally different direction. Late night, WEEI, KJ Carson, 617 779 text line 37937. That was Michael Irvin in response to Christian Fourier. Wondering if Belichick is just kind of going through the motions to check boxes, if you will, with some of these candidates that have been brought up. Sean Jefferson from the Cardinals, Keenan McCardell, who he's talking about there, um, Adrian Klammer out at Oregon, in terms of the, the new the, the update to the Rooney Rule. where
0: I was about to say, you're referring to the Rooney Rule.
3: Right, the update. Now, the Rooney Rule initially said that you had to hire a minority. Now there are specifics saying that you have to um, have one on your staff uh, of minority on the offense and defensive side of the ball, and when an offense opening comes, you must interview a minority candidate for that as well. So that's designed to address that. A lot of the coaching jobs now in the NFL, it seems like there's two trains of thought. If your team is having discipline issues and it's kind of gone awry and you had an offensive court coach, you bring in a defensive guy. That's why I think Brian Flores will probably end up in uh, end up in Arizona to kind of clean up that mess. Um, or the other side of it is, you had a defensive coach and they just couldn't get the offense going, and now you got to bring in somebody who's an offensive guru. And a lot more offensive coaches are the head coaches of these successful teams. The Sean McVay's, uh, Sean McDermott, um, Andy Reid. You know, um, even you look at someone like Eric Bieniemy, who seems to be. Like, kind of like the fifth beetle of all of this. Yeah,
0: I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a job yet. He's. I feel like he's been, like, the top candidate for the last, like, four seasons.
3: Yeah, he has. And I think what it comes down to is not making the wrong decision in terms of team, not going somewhere where you don't feel like you can win. Byron Lefwich now is probably in that mix as well, which, which is a really interesting uh, release today because I wonder... What that says about Brady moving forward. If Byron Leftwich is gone, does Brady want some type of clearing or or does this mean Brady's clearing out? I, I well, don't know.
0: it wasn't just Leftwich. They did like a whole overhaul on coaches, like special teams, like assistant. Right. Like they did a whole overhaul, which to but, me, honestly, tells me like Tampa's ready for a reset, which means yeah, Brady's yeah, not going back.
3: Yeah. Well, that, well, that also means that um, the head coach probably isn't coming back. They're letting his staff go first. I, the only person who probably would save him would be, um, guy upstairs who was coach last year, Bruce Arians. Yeah, Arians. So with the Patriots, I, I you know here is the thing: I believe that if Belichick can can maintain control, right? Because this whole everything is about the control of the team. Bill, you put one of the, one of your guys was put in a position that that did not add to the success of the team. Now, the crazy thing is Bill can say technically he was never the offensive coordinator and everything ran through me, is a control reminder that whoever the new offensive coordinator is, they're not going to be their own person. They're not going to be their own guy. They're not going to have this thing where they're doing their thing over there and the defense is doing their thing over here. Oh, no, 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 no. This is all going to be under the purvey of Belichick. And this is why I wonder if Bill O'Brien doesn't have better offers. I know you don't want to hear that like, what better offer could there be for you got Mac Jones, right? You look at a Chargers job, you say "Mm, Herbert would be nice.
1: Very exciting.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You know, what if Bill O'Brien's name has been popped up in Baltimore? Right? Because it looks like Things are going to work out with Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. It just looks like it's going to.
0: Yeah, we talked about it. Like, what is more appealing? Like, where does New England fall on the appealing list of, like, offensive coordinators? It's
3: not at the top. And the other part of it is it's going to cost a lot of money for the person you want to get, right? So you say, hey, Bill O'Brien's high on the list. He would be the ideal guy. Meanwhile... Like, you just keep adding a la carte to that because the price continues to go up and up and up. And what happens if the guy wants to be the highest paid offensive coordinator in the league when you know you have the biggest deficit that you need to make up? You know, they don't charge you the same demolition price or rehab price on a on a 3,000-square-foot home as they do on a 10,000-square-foot home. Yeah, you might be doing a kitchen. Yeah, both of them have a kitchen. One's just got. It's going to take up a lot more space and time, and that's why I wonder if Belichick will be willing. I think he would be willing to go with an unheard of guy. It could even be Nick Cayley. It could be a guy that hasn't done it before because he did that last year. You would. He would at least know some of the things that did work and what didn't work, and he could still have patricia on that staff in fact all you have to do is just make patricia the eye in the sky
0: yeah i think everyone agrees like patricia's not going to get fired he's going to get reassigned whether that be like in the front office or as another assistant will be another thing
3: that's disappointing to some (laughs) that's disappointing to some to know that he's not going to be fired when that's what i'd said all along
0: yeah (laughs) some people don't (laughs) want him within like 10 inches of a football much less like an assistant
3: Right, they would rather be fox catcher than near Foxborough. And so I I just think, especially when you're talking about a guy of an advanced age like Belichick, who, you know, anybody, whether a football coach or, or or parent, you get set in your ways, especially when your ways have been successful. That's why when I get in an advanced age, I would have to consider things because I've made a lot of failing decisions in my life, specifically around this industry. But look, who's going to tell Belichick at 70-plus years, the greatest coach of all time, that this is the person you're going to put in place, even if it's one of your former guys? In all this time since, Bill O'Brien couldn't have come back? I mean, during that, like, Bill O'Brien went to, to Alabama, didn't make it back to New England at all during that time? Even when Josh McDaniels announced that he was leaving, was there an all out effort to get Bill O'Brien back here?
0: Yeah, I'm wondering if it was like a mutual thing when these two like had their meeting, like what if like Belichick said, What if I would go get Bill O'Brien? and Kraft would be like, Okay, that's good enough. So like yeah, they but, meet in the middle.
3: Yeah, but I don't know if he does that because Bill O'Brien still has aspirations to still be a head coach. I can't see why he wouldn't. And to be honest with you, you get to the right situation. As an offensive coordinator this year, I think there are going to be plenty of job openings the following year because there are going to be some teams that are going to have to kind of decide which way are they going. Like Josh McDaniels might be one of those guys at the end of this coming season. they would be like, hey, man, the block is hot. <laughs> the block is hot. And so that's why I'm almost like if I was Belichick, I would go after one of these names that you hadn't heard because let's, let's just say for argument's sake, it's Keenan McArdle. Will the press and the media start saying, well, he's never called plays. You're like, well, wait a minute now. It was about going to get an offensive guy, and if he never called plays before, neither did the guy last year, and the team was one game away from the playoffs, different than the year before where they were one game into the playoffs, right? So there's really like a two-game difference from season to season it would put the control back in Bill's hands, Belichick's hands. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ, late night, WEEI, still to come. Bets to the future, not so much because now when you're getting down to like a handful of games, like you really can't do parlays with games, so now there's some game props that I got to give you in terms of like high score, low score, and some odds. Some of them you may jump on. That's coming up in 10 minutes. Here's Dan Orlovsky on uh Mego and Arcane talking about Bill O'Brien and the Mac Jones relationship. Yeah,
2: Bill because of his his past history with the organization, the offensive success, success he had not only in New England but also in Houston. You know, I think the downside with my and this was a gripe of mine when he was the head coach in Houston was the 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 lack of protection commitment, you know, schematically that happened, but you know, he's had a really good run at Alabama and and runs an offense, you know, he's around Steve Sarkeesian, so that's an offense that Mac obviously was schematically in, in successful with. Keenan comes over from potential of time in Minnesota. Again, there's that offensive familiarity with the Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Gary Kubiak system that's getting run in Minnesota. So um, I think those two names are – you know, guys that have a history of being around multiple offenses, uh, certainly one that I think Mac plays really well in, which is that, again, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan tree type of offense. So those are two names. I have no idea if Keenan has any history of calling plays. I obviously know about him as a player, and he's coached for many years now. But I do like the fact that he's been around that offensive scheme.
3: Yeah, see, that's the interesting dynamic is it's not like – Whoever's coming in is replacing a guy who's called plays before. So why couldn't you go with Keenan McCardle?
0: Would you say it's like the equivalent of like starting from scratch, basically?
3: Well, no, because I'm thinking what the long play may be, right? Like, what is the scenario that Gerard Mayo is negotiating? Is it assistant head coach and head coach in waiting? And if he's head coach in waiting, is he paired with a Keenan McCardle? as his offensive coordinator as a way to start making this announcement that the patriots are going to start moving towards an offense that's in the I don't know in the present I'm not trying to run the you know the early 2000 stuff because you really have to find a unicorn like even if you took Brock Purdy in his six games that you've seen so far with San Francisco and you put him on the patriots you've really got an advanced Bailey Zappy <laughs> that that's the whole thing for, for so many people who have knocked down, oh, he's a third-rounder. Well, Purdy's the very last guy taken.
0: Mystery relevant, is right. his nickname.
3: Right. This is the guy on draft day. They give him the tour of the town. He gets put up in a hotel. He gets on Good Morning America, talks about he's the last. He's called Mr. Irrelevant. Okay, so we now see that, hey, just because you're a first-round guy doesn't mean you're going to get the job done. Why can't why can't that be the story with Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi? that's why I think when they see what Brock Purdy is doing let's say you get Keenan McArdle you get Keenan McCardle here uh, those are who remember last night why I always default to Keenan Allen when I say this because Keenan Allen and my daughter went to high school together so I've don't known him since he was a kid but look if you get Keenan McCardle here with a Kyle Shanahan style offense, Why would you not look at someone like Bailey Zappi, who who has better twitch muscles than Mac Jones? And his name is Zappi. Plus, it's Germanic in nature, and the Patriots do have a game in Germany this year. Just saying. These these things. I mean, the, the jerseys are already made. You can buy them in the store. All this chaos. Why would you have it to reward the person who's really in the middle of that entire hurricane, Mac Jones. Because again, where would the franchise be? Or well, where will it be if you bring in Bill O'Brien because somebody else other than Bill said so? And Mac Jones is the quarterback, and for some reason he can't even get to what the Bill O'Brien's trying to get him to do. What then what would he do then? Is that when is that when you get rid of Mac? and you're three and a half, maybe four years in, and you've probably regressed further because any further regression to this year, you're now starting to talk about a team that's going to be close to a top 10 pick without that talent, right? Like, you look at a team like Arizona. You're like, how can a team with all that talent be that bad? It can happen. That team had four wins. You just take, I mean, look, you're talking about, oh, man, we we, we had DeAndre Hopkins, man. He changed the game. He was on a team that won four games, and he missed six of them. So things can get ugly and fast, and when they do, there's just no room for it in this franchise. I'll just say that. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, still to come Celtics' big win tonight against the Warriors, plus um, we've got NBA Crypto to see where things lay with the NBA and where the Celtics are and, and, and things are, are are they the most dominant team in the league they could be and we got bets to the future next here on WEEI thanks for hanging out after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Yeah. Perfect night for something like this right here. And it's going to be worse in the morning, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thanks so much for being here. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Yeah, be careful in the morning. I, I I can't stand it. When storm comes through, right, and you're ready for it, it's raining, 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 but it's going to get colder in the morning. You're like, that's what night is for. Like, at least make it at night. You can get the people out, get the contract, the trucks, throw down the salt and everything like that. Get back in. So by the time the morning starts, it's slush.
0: Freaking oh. Mother Nature, man. Oh,
3: gosh, that crunch over stuff, man. And so, well, not telling where my house is, but you know, I used straight shot from the station down Main Street in Waltham towards where I am. And so sometimes I'd come on the back side, um, on the, what I call the dark side over there, off of, uh, I can't think of the road right now. But it's like if you're coming on the right side of Charles River. No Nantum, that's it. Coming down on Nancy, it gets all dark through there, and you don't really, you know, th- there's nothing. It's just <laughs> going a like crunch, curves, and stuff like that. So, yeah, be careful. I've, I've, I've had, I've had my bumper hit three times, like, like, hit, hit, three times, and only one of the times did it have to do with weather here. <laughs> the, the, the other times, it was one time it was coming from the station. I don't know if you famously know this, right there where we have kind of like the little junction there at Beacon Street. I'm sitting there waiting at the light where I'm about to go across the Nonantum. Dude just comes behind me and just goes, wham! Like, didn't even put on the brakes. Like, I clearly, I could tell he was drunk, and then he took off. And I didn't exactly catch the country of origin that was hanging from his rearview mirror, but the dude's thing was, like, bent. Because I was like, hey, let's pull over over here to the fields on Nonantum, like, right here on Nonantum over there. Those, you know, like, the fields and where you can get your uh, boats and stuff like that if you want to row. Uh, dude just made that left right into Brighton. I was like, I'll never find him. And if I do find him, it would be much worse than a ticket.
0: My road rage is like so, like I would be going nuts. Like I get I get mad over the tiniest little thing.
3: But you know what? The compassion in me said the, the guy only ran because if the police were there, it would have been much more than an accident.
0: Yeah, I'm always like, you better have a good excuse for like, like why you're doing all this. Yeah, it would, have been,
3: it would have been dude's freedom. I just know that because you just get that feeling like, you know, yeah, they might be talking about sending you back to that thing that's in your rearview mirror. There, that place. I don't know where the place is. I couldn't see it, but I was trying to... I do best believe when I saw him turn off, I was like, gummit! what country of origin was that thing hanging in his rearview mirror? Because that would have... He was a such and such. But, you know, you live and learn and have a good friend at an auto body shop right there at the edge of Roxbury and Dorchester uh, that was very kind to say, man, shh, you're my guy. I was like, thank you. Very low cost. And I was able to get a rental car. But I'm not pushing the business right now. But hell, look. but we do have their shirts at home. All right, still to come, we got to talk about the Celtics and how I think tonight, at, at one point it looked like they just weren't mentally there. Then something kicked in like, hey, you're about to give the NBA champions hope. And we're going to have a lot of questions about your defense. But the Celtics won. That's still to come in about 12 minutes. But now it's time for the
1: future. You're up right now. Ride it out. What's your money in your
3: mouth
0: face? You
3: mean bet? Yeah. How about 10? Seems a little steep, but 10,000 it Not is. Not 10,000. $10. 000, $10. The future. The future. The future. KJN, just call me January 31st. No, don't call me on January 31st. But here's some lines in the NFL. Highest scoring game, highest scoring team. Some pretty decent odds according to BetMGM. You can check them out yourself, but I'm telling you about them now. So, the lowest odds for highest scoring game would be Jaguars at Chiefs. I'm not buying that the Chiefs are going to put as many points on the board as people believe against the Jags because their defense will show up and it's got a grit to it. Bengals at Bills, That's at plus 290. Giants at Eagles, plus 333. Cowboys at 49ers, plus 425. And the Jaguars Chiefs at plus 160. Out of those four games, I think the highest scoring game will be the Bengals at the Bills at plus 290. The Bengals like to throw the ball and can run the ball. The Bills have to throw the ball, and the quarterback will run the ball if they have to. So I think at plus 290, almost 3-1, to Bengals at Bills will be the highest scoring game this weekend. All right. Highest scoring team. The Chiefs at plus 195. Eagles at plus 400. Bills at plus 450. 49ers at plus 650. Jags at plus 1100. I'm like, when did they get to the team that I'm going to say? Bengals at plus 1200. Cowboys at plus 1500. And the Giants at plus 1900. I like the. I like the Bengals at plus 1,200, 12-1 to, to be the highest scoring team. I think the Chiefs will score enough to keep to keep the Jags at bay. The Eagles, yeah, there's a chance they could be in there at 4-1 to 1 on the Giants because I'm not a big believer on the Giants. I don't think the Bills will be the highest score because I think the Bengals upset the Bills. And the 49ers, I think if they get that lead, they're going to just run that ball against the Cowboys. Jags, I don't think it's them. But the Bengals, they could put points on the board, and at twelve to one, how can you not play that?
0: I mean, arguably, you got Cincinnati is the best offense still in the and playoffs.
3: That's what I'm saying. It's still Joe Burrow and all the guys. It's not like they're playing backups. All right, the lowest scoring game: Cowboys at 49ers at plus one ninety, Giants at Eagles plus two fifty, Bengals at Bills plus two eighty, and Jags at Chiefs plus four seventy five. Give me Giants at Eagles as the lowest scoring game. Just because I think the Giants will have the lowest amount of points. They might have 7 to 10. And with the Eagles with maybe 17, we'll get the job done even with 21. So like a 21-7 or 21-10 game, that's only 31 points. That would be a low over-under as it is. So I like the Giants at Eagles being the lowest scoring game at plus 250 at BetMGM. Lowest scoring team. Giants at plus 300. Cowboys at plus 325. Bengals at plus 400. Jags at plus 450, 49ers plus 800, Bills at plus 1200, Eagles at plus 1400, and the Chiefs at plus 3000. I just mentioned the Giants, and they are the ones with the lowest odds to score the lowest amount of points. Still at 3 to 1. So that's a good, that's good, something good to jump on right there. All right. The outright winner for the AFC Chiefs plus 150, Bills plus 175, Bengals plus 350. Wow, they don't even have the Jags. (laughs) Wow. And then in the NFC, 49ers plus 160. Eagles plus 160. Cowboys plus 360. Super Bowl winner? Chiefs are the favorite at plus 290. Bills at plus 325. 49ers at plus 400. Eagles at plus 500. Bengals at plus 800. And the team that I've been talking about, not because I am a fan of, But because of the way things may be laying out for them, I like the Cowboys at plus 900. Well, at least to get to the Super Bowl, to win the NFC. So take them at plus 360. I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl. But their odds to win the Super Bowl are at plus 900. And that's bets to the future here on Weei Late Night KJ continues next. Thanks for hanging out.